Good morning for Tuesday, January 25th, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Today's top story is suicide bomb kills dozens at Maine Moscow Airport. In other news headlines, a court citing residency restrictions knocks Rahm Emanuel off the ballot for mayor in Chicago. Making news also today, a woman admits to kidnapping an infant girl in 1987. Jared Loeffner, the alleged Tucson shooter, enters a plea of not guilty in Phoenix. In today's business headlines, caution, not euphoria, over the recovery. Food makers offer their own nutrition label plan, and alternative fuels don't benefit the military, a new report shows. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, these are the stories on today's front page, and the top stories written from Moscow, Suicide Bomb Kills Dozens at the Main Moscow Airport. It's reported by Ellen Berry. A suicide bomber attacked Moscow's busiest airport on Monday, killing dozens of people and injecting new pain into a country already split along ethnic lines. There was no indication on Monday night of who was behind the blast, but past terrorist attacks had been traced to militants in the North Caucasus, a predominantly Muslim region in the south of Russia. The attack inflicted a deep injury on Moscow's image, just as President Dmitry Medvedev prepared to woo foreign investors at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The bomb set off in the International Arrivals Hall of Domodedovo, the city's glittering showcase airport, killed and wounded visitors from the West, something that has occurred very rarely in previous terrorist attacks. But Russians were too shocked Monday night to focus on the implications. The smoke was so thick after the blast that it was difficult to count the dead. Hours later, arriving passengers stepped into the hall to see the wounded still being loaded onto stretchers. Ambulances sped away, crowded with three or four patients apiece. By nightfall, officials reported that at least 35 people had been killed and 168 wounded. They pushed them away on baggage carts, said Alexei Spiridnadov, who works at an auto rental booth near the site of the blast. They were wheeling them out on whatever they could find, he said. Russia's leaders have struggled with a good measure of success to keep militants from the North Caucasus from striking in the heartland. In March, two female suicide bombers detonated themselves on the city's subway, killing more than 40 people, an act that the Chechen militant leader Doku Umarov claimed to have ordered, promising Russians that the war will come to your streets. Umarov's organization also took responsibility for the bombing of a luxury train, the Nevsky Express, which killed 28 in November 2009. Monday's attack could also have political implications, coming after a period of tentative liberalization. In the past, such attacks have strengthened the influence of Russian security forces and Prime Minister Vladimir Putin by firmly establishing security as the country's top priority. The bomber apparently entered the International Arrivals Terminal from outside, advancing to the cordon where taxi drivers and relatives wait to greet arriving passengers. The area is open to the general public, said Yelena Galinova, an airport spokeswoman, according to the Interfax News Service. Artyom Shilinkov, a taxi driver who was in that crowd, said he was standing about ten yards from a short, dark-complexioned man with a suitcase, the bomber, he believes. Authorities said the blast occurred at 4.32 p.m. local time, 
as passengers from Italy, Tajikistan, and Germany emerged from customs. How did I manage to save myself? I don't know, Zhilinkov said, his tracksuit dotted with blood and small ragged holes. The people behind me on my left and right were blown apart, maybe because of that.